NBA Straya. How are you going? How you going? It's Tuesday, February 13, all day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a guy. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called Code Bet. Uh, you could have seen me on the uh, NFL stream yesterday with NFL Straya. So your mate Jim's a little dusty, but it's not too bad. Uh, you can see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Code Bet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL, all that good stuff. We've got the Cricket Today podcast, the Football Today podcast. It's all going on. But I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, uh, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all things NBA with a little Australia. The bad news for Australia today is that Dyson Daniels has torn his meniscus. That stinks. That stinks. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's landed with the Lakers. We've got a big weekend to sort of wrap up today. Winners and losers ahead of uh, the All-Star Week uh, this weekend. That's going to be fun, I guess. Uh, So, we're not actually going to do any game wraps today. We're going to do some weekend winners and losers. Still head on some uh, performances, though, and that's not an iPhone, mate. No, mate. Spun of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. Got some ENRs. Got the unpopular opinion of the day. And our back take us. We're serving up. A flame girl take. There is an Andrew Gaze Grey Mum reward after Victor Wembenyama went absolutely ham today. That was fun. And we'll pick and preview all the games tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, the rest of the games are still going on at the moment. But that's because I've got a bunch of other stuff to catch up on. So what happens when you don't do a show on a Monday and you spend the entire day drinking beer and talking for like five and a half hours straight or whatever we end up doing. Uh, but it was fun. So you can go watch that NFL Australia live stream still. It's there. It's awesome. It was fun. Uh, all right, without further ado, let's get into it. Episode, I believe this is 1033 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Ah, you better, especially if you're Taylor Swift. That's all Shaq wanted from his Vegas Super Bowl. That was fun. And he got the photo. Also, Ice Spice. So, uh, Shaq meeting Tay-Tay, and that being a big deal for Shaq is pretty fun. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with a daily. Oh, is that a whip around gym? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I've still got a little bit of a speech impediment, as you can sort of hear. I've still got like a, uh, I don't know, as the recovery sort of goes along still got like the uh yeah the bone graft on the roof of my mouth is still sort of healing and it's all good no stresses it's just going to be like yeah a little bit of a lisp for a uh another week or two i reckon but it's going down very well which is fun right the whip crack of the daily whip around uh spencer dinwiddie lands at the lakers 1.5 million dollars uh interesting move i guess for the Lakers, uh, simply for the idea that, like, Darvin Ham is like, yeah, man, I'm going to run out, like, five, like, three-guard units and stuff, as well as LeBron and AD. It's like, all right. So with D'Lo, Austin Reeves, and Spencer. I don't know that's going to work there uh, defensively, uh, Jim. Uh, I don't know about that. It's interesting, though. I still don't know if Dinwiddie really fixes what ails the Lakers, but... To be honest, it's okay. It's fine. Big Buddha Carlar, he's gone to the Sixers. We called this the other day with the buyout. Off he goes. He's been bad this year. Maybe in his home home team town. Hometown team. There we go. Use your words, Jim. How many beers have you had today, bro? None. (laughs) 
mother. <laughs> uh, but look, the Lowry thing is like pretty fun. It's pretty cool. There's also like a bunch of other sort of names out there that we'll talk about in a second, but Big Budokar Larry being bought out over the weekend, he's going to sign a $2.8 million deal with the Sixers. It's like kind of fun. So good on him. Give up a little bit of cash, goes, makes it up again. Sixers need a little bit of backup, obviously, with our big uh, <laughs> big booty Joe Allen Reed. Uh, and the Sixers, look, they got a massive win today, which I'll talk about in a second, but jeez. Otherwise, I mean... Poor Charlotte. Like, we bet. Big booty Kyle Lowry. We barely knew, knew thee. Following in the footsteps of Muggsy Boggs and co. Baron Davis. Kyle Lowry is kind of like a combo of those two. Anyway, uh, what else? In terms of buyouts, we've got Bismack. Sit down. Biombo. Uh, he signs in OKC. That was kind of fun. So that's nice because they sort of needed a bigger dude, obviously, over the weekend. And he's going to debut for them after the All Star break. So it was pretty fun. A couple of, uh, that's about it, basically, really. The big news for me and everybody else here, though, in this here country is that Dyson Daniels, that's right, the vacuum, the bendy goat, is uh, torn the lateral meniscus in his left knee. Obviously, meniscus better than your ACL, uh, and the Pelicans are evaluating the treatment options, etc. Didn't provide a timeline for his return, so... Not great, but the dude was averaging 5.5 points, 3.7 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.4 steals in 52 games. But you might remember, as we've talked about time and time again with Dyson, when he got a stat, he was awesome. So this is a real kick in the dick for Australia. We've got the Paris Olympics meniscus, though. Obviously not as bad as ACL stuff. You just don't know what the recovery times that will look like. It's already February. He might be all right, but geez, it's just a kick right there in the eye of the pain for Australia. Now you're basically like, all right, so uh, this might be Ben Simmons' time to stand up and actually be counted and put his balls in the line and not be a coward and play for Australia. Just saying. That'd be good. Other news, Mitch Kupchak, I'm not fired, I quit, he says. Uh, Not actually fired. He's actually sort of stepping down and moving to an advisor role with the uh, Charlotte Hornets. The Kupchak thing has been... Weird. They've had a lot of weird sort of swings and misses draft-wise, free agency-wise, and, you know, now they've, you know, burned it down to the studs, torn it down to the stads. Cup checks, all right, my work here is done. It's like, you didn't do anything. (laughs) We've got Brandon Miller and LaMelo Ball. It's like, okay. Uh, The president of basketball ops, he's going to step down. He's going to be an advisor. Basically, they're going to kick the tires on new people out there. Uh, because this is the new owners, right? Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin. Um, basically, at the end of the season, will replace Cupjack. So it means Cupjack's actually going to stick around for, like with his day-to-day gig for the end of the season. So, uh, But Elton Brand, Trajan Langdon, Mike Gancy from Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland! And Trent Redden from the Clippers are sort of uh, out there as well. There's also some assistant GMs like Jeff Peterson, Trevor Schlenk, Wes Wilcox. Uh, he'll be up you know, for some of these... Positions of power for the Charlotte Hornets. So this is it, right? You got Schnall and Pluck and new owners. They're just like, right, fuck this guy. Fuck this all. Jordan's moves have all been pretty bad, so whatever. We'll just start a new, which seems fair. Other news, my enemy, Terry Rose. Rose had a real rough one. Um, we're still waiting on the results of the MRI. 
So this weird Boston game that they played before the Super Bowl yesterday, Rose landed sort of weirdly on his uh, leg, non-contact injury, and yeah, not great. And then Josh Richardson popped his shoulder out, and uh, after trying to basically get a steal on Tatum, and he got hurt. Jimmy Butler's already away from the Heat due to a you know sad death in the family, and that's where he's at. And yeah, Miami, bit of a rough one, damn. Losing Rosé straight after you get him is just fucked. Players of the week are announced as well. Luka Doncic after averaging a 31-10-8. Not bad. 28-5-5 for Donnie Mitchell as well. He gets the East nod. Right. We're not going to do any game wraps for today. We'll do some winners and losers just from sort of across the weekend. Uh, today's games have been absolute chaos anyway. Like Charlotte beat Indy. <laughs> the no-name Sixers beat Cleveland. That's right, who on a nine-game winning streak. Chicago got over Atlanta. That's good. San Antonio rode a Wemby triple-double with blocks to a massive win over the Raptors. And the Pelicans took care of the Grizzlies um, by nine, which is all right. And then Milwaukee just shit-pumped Denver. Like, they got straight killed. It was chaos. So he got straight killed. At the moment, Dallas is losing to Washington. The Knicks are down two to Houston. Golden State's up on Utah. And then we've got a really interesting game as well later today. And so what I'll do, I think, is sort of talk about a couple of these games on tomorrow's show when we wrap up tomorrow's set of games as well. Because, like, Wolves-Clippers is pretty interesting. Obviously, it's a top-of-the-West clash. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So we'll do that on tomorrow's show. So without anything else, let's do some weekend winners and losers. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me. Ken, Ken Brockman. Brockman. You got a photo of me? Yeah, there you go. Uh, me, actually. I'm a weekend winner because, I look, Super Bowl is one of the f- single greatest days on the calendar, obviously. Not just for the sporting spectacle because we throw an awesome party, though. Uh, the Catfish, each and every year, myself and Gaz from NFL Australia, uh, we roll into the Catfish. We've done a live stream of us on the couch the last couple of years. It's been awesome. And massive thanks to our man's Gerald and Homie, uh, our production dudes behind the uh, scenes there for code and stuff. They did an awesome job. But basically, just had an awesome day. Geez, Jim, did you sit around and talk sports and drink beers? Yes. Isn't that what you usually do? But not on camera. So that was awesome. So thanks to the legends who came down, said g'day, and got involved. It was a hell of a day. So I feel like a winner today. And the good thing about day drinking, it really is like you sort of get home. You're trying to just go, oh, God, the two squids are here. They're like, Dad's here. And I'm like, oh, I'm shit-faced. I've got to tread carefully. It's all right. (laughs) Just sort of sit there, have a bit of a chin wag, put the baby to bed. And then just like laid on the couch and sort of slowly sobered up before I went to bed, which was good. So anyway, happy days. Had a great day. Uh, right. Actual winners. The Warriors. That's right. The biggest one over the weekend was the Steph game winner. The massive three over Phoenix uh, with, what, 0.7 of a second left. Absolute chaos gear. Capped a huge game for Steph. 30 points in the end. But, man, I think he hit nine threes. It was absolutely unreal. The thing is, it means for the Warriors that, they are right still in that sort of that I'll talk about this again in a second, but right there in the morass, in the nine ten spots, you got the Lakers and the Warriors, right? There's a bit of a gap then up to like the eight teams ahead of them because it's basically in two stratas of four in the West. 
But if the Warriors can keep pulling out wins, they've now won four on the trot. Draymond back, Clay firing a little bit here and there as he gets a little bit more consistent. They've now just got to sort of hold off the Jazz and the Rockets. And the Rockets, look, even if they're about to beat the Knickerbockers right now, the Rockets have just been so inconsistent that it's like, I think they've lost four on the trot, and I'm going to about you know I'm going to talk about them in a second. But wow, the Jazz might be the tough one. It's going to be hard to sell to see Dallas or Sacramento or anybody else above them sort of drop out. So the Lakers and the Warriors are going to, have to be scrapping tooth and nail just to get the nine ten seats. But after the All Star break, it feels like the Warriors could go on a bit of a run. The Lakers get Dinwiddie. That gives them another ball handler next to Reeves, next to D'Lo. Helps them out a little bit just as you know from an organized organizing themselves on the court kind of way. Let LeBron sort of do his thing even more. They might be all right. But that's a big win for the Warriors to like, just go, yeah, I still believe. And they beat the Suns. Boston, that was a big win they got over the Heat. They also held on for a big win over the Wizards. Uh, but it's always fun when Boston get into a bit of brouhaha with Miami. And it's like, oh, Duncan Robinson and Jalen Brown get into it, bro. It's like, ah, oh, they're picking on Duncan Robinson. Is this just bullying because if Jimmy Butler's not there, like, would they do that if Jimmy Butler was there? Probably not. Just saying. So, a bit weird. Pretty funny. Uh, anyway, good win by Boston, though. Over the heat. Even though it was out without Jimmy, you'll still sort of take it. But Zinger and Tatum, like, they were really good the other day. It's extreme Zinger meal. Against the Wiz. The Zinger against his old team, obviously. And Tatum just keeps having these games where they're like, oh, yeah, superstar. Just saying, MVP chances out there for Tatum. You've got SGA, you've got Luka, you've got Jokic. Tatum is just sort of keeping on, keeping on. Dallas! They were weekend winners until today's game against the Wizards. They kicked the shit out of OKC on Saturday. Smashed them. Gafford and PJ Washington look really good. Gafford's been fantastic. Like, he has been so handy for this team. Just like an actual sort of... Like, he had... I think going into the fourth quarter of the Wizards game today, he's got 16, 17, and five blocks. Oh, boy. PJ Hamilton, Washington, as I've mentioned before, though, he and Tim Hardaway, the lesser, just take turns in missing as many shots as they possibly can, which is pretty funny. Uh, But otherwise, the Mavs, they had sort of just hit on a little bit of a vibe. Kicking the crap out of OKC was awesome. They had one four on the trot. It looks like they're just about to shit down their leg against the Wizards. If they turn this around, I'll don't be yelling about it on tomorrow's show, but wow, because that's a bit disappointing. The same thing goes for Cleveland. Cleveland! They'd won nine on the trot and then, bang, gave it up to the walking wounded sixes today. Uh, who are the next team that I want to talk about as a winner? Because, look, the Cavs had been looking really, 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 really good. Donnie Mitchell, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, Mobley, and go the throw Jared Allen, all sort of cruising along. Nine straight wins. They'd put it all together. And it's like, here we go. You now get like a weakened Sixers team, and they just completely shit down their leg today. So, But otherwise, there's just a lot to like still about that Cleveland Cleveland, Cleveland. team. So they're still going to stay winners up until today because today, as you might know, is not the weekend. Same with Dallas. So we'll pay that. Uh, the Sixers, weekend winners and also today winners because they got the win today, obviously. Um, I've just talked about it, haven't I? But then... On the weekend, we sort of hit on this, right? How the rest of their February is just a murderer's row. Their weekend winners, because they beat the Wizards, they beat the Cavs today. They now actually get an interesting game in a couple of days before the All-Star break against the Knickerbockers. Wait, no. Against the Heat. Then they play the Knicks after that. So they play the Heat, who 
Butler's been in and out. Rosé's now injured. Who knows what's going to happen with Josh Richardson. I think he's going to be re-evaluated in a week at least. So the Sixers might be able to sneak out just another little bit of a win, which is massively important because, as we're about to talk about, the standings in the East are crazily compressed and they need every win they can get while uh, Embiid is out. So, good one. The Knickerbockers, uh, they lost to the Pacers on the weekend. And then... Going into this Houston game, you'd be like, oh, what's happening? But I think my point about the Knicks and the Pacers, why the Knicks actual winners? Because Jalen Brunson came back and dropped 39 in that game, playing today as well. The Knicks just kept giving up these big runs to the Rockets in today's game. It's now going to overtime. 103-103. Brunson, again, has got 27 points. But their weekend winners, just for the simple fact that Brunson came back. Because the way that he hurt his ankle, you're like, that sucks. But no, he's been okay. The Grizzlies! Why are they weekend winners, Jim? They've just suspended Gigi Jackson. Yeah, because he keeps breaking team rules. That's awesome. What a legend. <laughs> Some of the stories about, yep, he uh, he was so unfit. He failed like this conditioning test. And then when a team official came to speak to him about it, they busted him vaping in the locker room. <laughs> that is awesome. What a legend. That is cool as shit. Uh, but I just love it because it's G.G. Jackson. And like the Grizzlies, they're weekend winners because they keep getting smashed, but they are just pumping games into like these young dudes. And I'm here, I'm just here for it. Like you look at some of the other teams, like Charlotte, you can sort of do the same. But the problem is I'm going to talk about them in a second as losers, but it's for a completely different reason. But the Grizzlies, look, the way that they're sort of doing it, Guys who are playing heaps of minutes, they don't have like basically what three of their four best players. They're now just pumping minutes into Scotty Pippen Jr., Gigi Jackson, Vince Williams, who's been fantastic. They trade David Roddy, Zaire Williams. Like this is the only problem with me is like Zaire Williams, he's out as well and has been since the uh, what end of Jan. So they're sort of just keeping on, keeping on. And they keep losing. That's really smart. Great job, Grizzlies. I'm very proud of you. All right, what else? Orlando, the Magic Men have been looking really good. Big comeback win in overtime against the Bulls in the weekend. Franz Wagner has been absolutely fantastic. But the thing is, that meant that the Magic are right there. With the way that the Pacers have been playing, which is really up and down, right? They lose today to Charlotte. That's just massively bad. Orlando are top six. Like, it's them, Pacers, and the Heat. And every win that Orlando sort of snag out, they've now won two on the trot, is hugely important. So good job by the Magic Men. You'd love to see it. And Franz Wagner being really, really this good is awesome. Interesting thing about Orlando, they also close out the season with a couple of interestingly easy-ish games, right? They've still got two matchup with the Pistons, two matchups with the Pistons to go. They've got two games against the Raptors back to back in March. They close out the season with like a game against the Grizzlies and the Blazers and a Hornets game in there as well. Three of their last five games. They've also got some Warriors and Kings and Pelicans stuff in there, but you got to be feeling pretty good if you're the Magic. Just saying. So they should be feeling good. And they're weekend winners because, I'll tell you what, Franz Wagner was great. He's going to pop up again in a second. The Spurs! Ah, oh, they got a big win. They're weekend winners because they got a massive win over the Raptors to snap that losing streak. But, Jim, today's not the weekend. Don't care. I want to talk about it as winners because even though they keep losing, Wemby has games like today where you're like, oh, that's just stupid. Oh, wait, the Rockets hit a buzzer beater. What the hell happened? That's amazing. Aaron Holiday hit free throws, two free throws with 0.1 of a second left. That's hilarious. Amazing. 
Good job, Nix. You completely cooked him, mate. Talk about that tomorrow. Uh, but Wemby dropping a 27, 14, 5, and 10, which we'll talk about in a second. Like, as long as they're playing the dude, they're going to be feeling like weekend winners. And otherwise, in terms of weekend winners, like, obviously, a hit on the Celtics. The Bucks had actually won a couple of games back to back now. So Doc is feeling pretty good. That's pretty nice. The Knicks will actually be on a little bit of a loser streak now with this one. So that'll be their third straight loss if that one holds. That's actually probably going to bump them down to losers. And the Raptors, talk about weekend losers. Like, they just sort of keep getting smashed, which is not great if you're a Raptors fan. But at the same time, it's probably okay. You know, you lose to the Cavs, you lose to the Spurs today. It's probably all right. It's going to help your draft position. Got to build around Scoob. So away you go. All right. But the real big thing that I wanted to hit on in Weekend Winners and Losers is that the regular season is really the winner here for us. Why is that, Jim? Well, it matters. It matters a lot because the top four of the West is absolutely crammed. Absolutely crammed. The top four, as I hit on, right, separated by, like, a game. The Wolves, the Clippers, the Thunder, and the Nugs. Then the next four, the Pelicans, the Suns, the Kings, and the Mavs, separated by one and a half games. Especially if the Mavs end up losing today, that's going to be pretty brutal. But at the same time, they're only down a point because they've just ripped off like an 8-0 run against the Wizards in the middle of this fourth quarter. So, um, But I think the cool thing is, it sets up. We're about to hit the All-Star break, right? Which is that sort of typical, all right, let's sort of like all take a bit of a breather and then we'll get stuck in the last you know, third of the season and away we go. It's the rush to the playoffs. This is going to be a real rush because you have the Lakers and the Warriors in the 9-10 spots. you got the, you know, as I mentioned, like the top eight. Absolute, like, death grip, death roll kind of vibes between all the teams. It's going to make all these games absolutely awesome. In the East, it's pretty similar as well, right? Because you've got a top, obviously one top team in the Celtics that is just absolutely flying above everybody in the NBA. And then you've got a Cavs, Bucks, Knicks sort of squad. Then you got the Sixers without Embiid, who are just sort of like nipping at their heels still, just sticking around. Then you got the Magic Pacers Heat bunch. Then the Bulls and the Hawks trying to hold off like the Nets, and maybe the Raptors make a bit of a run. But I don't know if that's in their plan. So it basically means that the regular season is awesome, and the last third after the All-Star game uh, should be a really, really fun stretch. Just saying. So how about weekend losers, however? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. Losers. Losers. That's right, losers. Millie Walker. I just mentioned them being a uh, bit of a winner because they've won a couple on the trot. And like up until probably today when they just kicked the crap out of Denver, you might have said it. Like... It was a tough weekend, but then they came back and just kicked the shit out of the Nuggets. So it was a little bit of a worry that it was such a slow start to the Doc era. But now that the Bucks have sort of steadied the ship a little bit and actually, you know, gone out. And uh, what, Giannis was incredible today. He had 36 and 18 with five assists against the Nuggets, which is massive. And like... That sort of came after like an absolute massive beatdown on the Hornets. And they just kind of need a couple of these nice little settling games. They play the Heat tomorrow at home. No Jimmy Butler. They should be absolutely laughing now. But, I mean, after losing to the Jazz, the Suns, and the Wolves, in you know, as Doc sort of starts off as their coach, it was a bit of a worry. But I think they're slowly turning it around. 
So they were on the loser list. They're probably now winners. Charlotte. But, Jim, they've won a couple of games. Yep, that's why they're losers. <laughs> Is Trey Mann too good for you to tank? Seriously, he had 11, 9, and 7 today. Uh, Miles Bridges, 20 and 10 with 7 assists and 3 steals today as well. Brandon Spindles Miller didn't do too much, but Grant Williams <laughs> just crushing it. He's like, this is great. Oh, I fucking love not having anyone give a shit about what I do. <laughs> 21 points today. Ah, oh, Charlotte. The thing is, in terms of the actual standings, there is, you got to remember, like with the flattening of the uh, odds, right? So we've got two absolute train wreck teams in Detroit and Washington. Then you've got the Spurs, who are not going to be able to probably put together too many wins. And the Hornets that have now won two on the trot to get them to 12 wins. They're 12 and 41. The thing is, as we saw last year, you don't have too much space. The room for error, it can be a bit low just to knock down like enough percentage of your uh, top four landing odds. So you don't want to sort of screw with that. You've got the Blazers with 15 wins. So Charlotte, what are you doing? Stop winning. You just want to keep that nice four-game buffer. Now it's a three-game buffer. Portland, they're losers. They just look bad. They are a tough watch right now uh, because they're just like, I mean, I talk about the Grizzlies. At least they play really hard. You don't know who the fuck anyone on that team is, but God, they are like just going absolutely hammering songs. Whereas we saw the Blazers lose to the Pistons the other day. They got played a brutal game against the Pelicans. Uh, yeah, they're not doing good. <laughs> it's, it's not good. The Blazers just... It's just not good, I'll tell you. Uh, who else is a weekend loser? The Wizards. I mean, it's just, you trade Porzingis, you get fuck all back for him, and now you're getting Boston just kicking the crap out of you, and you lose to the Sixers without anybody. So, yeah, what is this team? It's nothing. So, pack her up, boys. What are you doing? Uh, other losers, we've got the Pelicans. Lose Dyson Daniels, that's just shit. Obviously. They lose that game to the Lakers. It doesn't matter that they sort of beat the Blazers and the Grizz sort of around it, but the Pelicans lost that game to the Lakers. What was that, on Saturday, I think? And you just sort of want to point out, that's not good. You can't lose that game. AD's old team going up against your, uh, you know, one of the hated fellow playoff contenders in the West. The way that the Pelicans lost that game, just by sort of like getting in their own heads, and the defense went completely at the fucking window... Really worried me. And Houston, before today where they got the silly win over uh, New York, they got smashed by the Hawks on Sunday. They lost to the Raptors as well on Saturday. 5-20 and 20 away from home. And uh, get this home win today against the Knickerbockers, which is still just, what are we doing here? It's hilarious. Um, it means that they are 9-10 and 9 at home. But, yeah, the 5-20 and 20 away. For a bit of reference, the other teams that are like really bad away from home, it's like Detroit, San Antonio, and Charlotte. Like the four teams that are that bad, it's them in Houston. Like it's crazy. Losers, Denver. That was just an absolute beat down at the hands of Millie Walker today. They just got ran over. Uh, they lose Jamal Murray. He set out the second half, I think, didn't he? In the uh, in the end, with like a weird sort of, I can't remember what they called the injury at the end, but it sounded weird and not good. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, he played 18 minutes. KCP only played the nine, and uh, it's pretty bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Blowing out the nugs, the Bucks are just like, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, shin splints for Jam Jamal Murray. KCP with tightness in his right hammy, never good. But 
Two straight losses for the Nugs after uh, absolute whipping at the hands of Sacramento. Which, again, Sacramento want to put in losers because, I mean, it was like a mo- they lost to the Thunder and they just got smashed by them. So this is one of the games yesterday morning as well before the Super Bowl. They've now lost three of the last four, the Kings. So they're going to turn around and they're going to play the Suns tomorrow, which is going to be fascinating. But the Suvlaki King is crushing it. But, jeez, absolutely brutal gear, the Kings. Uh, who else? We have the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers! Uh, look, there's like now news that there's two teams out there that reckon they would be able to sign LeBron if they drafted Bronny. And the Lakers are like, ah, that's actually probably okay by us. But in the meantime, they're like ninth and sort of just, that was a really, really, really good win that they had, right, over the Pelicans. And I'm fascinated to see what happens now. The Spencer Dinwiddie signing, cool, whatever. I'm just still worried about how this like Lakers team, after they lost to the Nuggets like last week, just what they can do, right? They've won four of their last five. The Pelicans winning was good. They get the Pistons tomorrow, and they get the Jazz the day after that before the All-Star break. They've got to really kick the crap out of the Pistons and the Jazz, don't they? Just to keep it riding. But either way, I think there's going to be like this weird, unnecessary storyline throughout the rest of the season about LeBron and like what's going to happen, right? So I think it was Mark Stein saying how there's two mystery teams out there that if uh, Bronny is on their roster, they feel pretty good about LeBron signing with them for way less than his actual sort of contract amount could be of like $51.4 million. So, I don't know, my guess would be like Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland! Bring him home. Uh, maybe the Warriors? I don't know if they could afford it though, right? Anyway, uh, right. Buyout guys as well. I'm going to talk about this in a second in the ENRs. But yeah, the buyout guys, it gets very, like we've seen Lowry and uh, Dinwiddie sign, it gets very thin on the ground after that. So without further ado, let's look at what happened on the weekend. Who did the NBA Australia had, well, who had the NBA Australia pre-performance of the night? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, the Steph Curry game winner was pretty sick. That's his 10th career winning shot with five seconds or less, which is just stupid. 9 to 16 from three, 10 to 22 overall. Bang! Over the top of Brad Beal, who gambled for the steal like a moron. Then yesterday, SGA had 38 and 7. J-Dub had 32, 8 and 9 as well. Very cool. But the Nugs, like, getting absolutely killed. That's right. They got straight killed. He got straight killed! By Giannis. What a game. I sort of hit on it very, very briefly, but it's like... My lord, what a game he played up against the Joker, who had what, 29, 12, and 8. Up against like the length of Aaron Air Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., and Co. Giannis just went, that's kind of cool. Here's 36, 18, and 5 with three steals and two blocks. On your head! That's a nice hero. Good stuff. But of course, Victor Wembenyama! 27 points today, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 10 blocks, 2 steals. Oh, today's not the weekend, Jim. Don't care. What a sick game by Wemby. The big Frenchman. <laughs> I shall block Grady Dick into the next suburb. That's what he did. He was awesome. It was an absurd, ridiculous game. He was radical. That was an NBA Australia proof performance of the night. Who was the spud of the night there? Spud, 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 sp
Everyone's like, you know, full up from uh, their big Super Bowl parties. CJ McCollum went 2 of 14 against the Lakers. Miles Bridges went 2 of 16 in the game before today. 2 of 10 for Clay on the weekend. 1 of 9 from Usman Deng. Uh, Dean Wade went 0 of 5. Yeesh. That wasn't good. 0 of 4 for Benny Matherin today. 0 of 4 for Dougie McBuckets today. 0 of 4 for George Niang today. That's a lot of 0 of 4s. Uh, we had Okta Agbaji. Up there for Toronto going one of eight. Davis Bertans got out there for the Hornets and went one of six. And Emmanuel quickly. Toronto was really bad today. They went, what, three of 20 between Okja and IQ. IQ was two of 12. Scotty Barnes shot three of 15. Toronto, what are you doing? Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr. even went two of seven. But of course, actually CJ had a really bad game again. Like four of 15 against the Grizzlies. But jeez, I'll tell you what. Uh, I would, of course, very much like to thank over the last weekend. We haven't had anybody do it since my surgery and came back. But Michael Porter Jr. And then the Greens, Jeff and Jalen, both on Houston, went and shot. <laughs> Woo! Chill. Shot 311, you legends. Thank you very much. We'd gone through a big 311 drought, and that's not exactly how I wanted to come back from my surgery, just not playing 311. Instead, we did. Love to see that. Also, meanwhile, the Mavs have just come back and kicked the crap out of the Wizards. They're up eight with two minutes to go. That's hilarious. Washington, that is like a 20-point turnaround in about six minutes of court time. That's hilarious. God, they're bad. Oh mate, no mates. 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 Obviously, Brad Beal, as I mentioned, gambling for the steal on Curry's game winner. I don't know, Brad. Have you played basketball before? Have you seen this bloke named Steph Curry? Maybe you don't gamble on the steal, you idiot. Put your body between him and the hoop so he can't get off a clean look, you dipshit. Absolute like Brad Beal getting back on that bus or getting back into that, uh, getting back in that locker room. Everybody's be like, ah, oh, fucking look at Steely McSteel over here. More like Brad Steele. Yeah, fucking idiot. And just like, just all wailed on him. Because that just completely cost him the game, him being a dipshit. And of course, the Mavericks, because Spencer Dinwiddie basically dunked on them today, uh, yesterday when he signed with the Lakers, saying, well, the two situations kind of felt like this. Let's say you were a kid and you got your ass whooped by the bully. Dallas would have been like your mama being like, it's okay, baby. Don't worry about it. The Lakers are like your dad. Nah, you better go out there and fight till you win. You feel me? And I just felt like that's what I needed at the time. I'm a big believer in doing what you need to do at whatever time it is. (laughs) The Mavs are like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) I love that. Uh, Wemby fanged on Pirtle, just like absolutely deli- like smashed a wicked yam on him from outside the restricted area, just because you're like, yeah, he's seven foot twenty. Then he blocks Scoob twice in one possession, but the Grady Dick one, he scared Grady Dick so much, Grady Dick airballed a finger roll layup, and then got blocked by Wemby after he got the airball back. <laughs> like, what a pantsing! That could not be more of a pantsing. Amazing gear. All right, what about better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Obviously, Wemby, but he was a number one pick over uh, Lonzo's a two pick. So, uh, Franz Wagner had a massive week. 
38, 18, and then, so he had 38 points, then 18 points. Bit of a quiet game. And then he had ripped off over the weekend, 34, 7, and 7, then 36, 3, and 5. This is why I'm so bullish on Orlando at times, because they just have these games where he goes completely apeshit. And you're like, oh, fuck, they're unbeatable. <laughs> like, it's awesome. He's fantastic. So, yeah, you love to see it. Uh, good job by Franz, and good job. Bye. Oh, poor one, F. Alonso. And we've got a magic tweet of the day. Let's have a look. I reckon we'll probably have one. Probably about the Super Bowl. Should we just press the button and find out anyway? Let's do it. Okay, come on, magic. What a terrific and exciting game. Having Super Bowl LVIII going to overtime was great for our league and we got a tremendous performance by Usher at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Magic. But the best one's probably Patrick Mahomes worked his late game Magic once again to seal a 25-22 Super Bowl overtime winning over the 49ers. Back-to-back wins for the Chiefs and he earned his third MVP award. Wow! Clap emoji, head blown emoji. Amazing gear. Thanks, Magic. <laughs> That's so good. And finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week! Ken, it's definitely got to be Dinwiddie just dunking on the Mavs, going, yep, they're like your mum. It's like, it's okay, baby, it's fine. And then the Lakers are going to kick your ass and make you go fight the bully. <laughs> like, what a dickhead. <laughs> that is so fucking randomly mean to the Mavs. And it's hilarious. All right, let's do some yeah, nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You listen to NBA Australia. And you're listening 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 to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some your nars. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch. People. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Oh my, it is hilarious that the Mavs are going to win this game. Greenies at the line now. about to seal it up. 110, 104, 12 seconds left. Just hit one of these, Greenie, and the game is over, mate. Um, right. Does Lowry make a difference for the Sixers? Yeah, nah. I mean, it, yeah, he does feel like at least the simple idea that their roster construction sort of, like outside of Maxi, you're sort of like, all right, campaign, they picked him up after the uh, trade deadline. But they sort of had just like that DeAnthony Melton, absolutely sort of fuck all else, really. Batum can obviously handle the ball a little bit in a pinch, but yeah, Larry just sort of actually helps him out from a backup veteran get our shit organized kind of way and I kind of like it so I just don't know if he's much of a you know game breaker but still should Boston make Gallo's dream come true again yeah nah yes Boston we've talked about this time and time and time again they have a huge karma problem the Celtics fucked over Isaiah Thomas. They fucked over Aaron Bangers Baines. They fucked over Gallo when all he wanted to do was play for the Celtics. Torrey's ACL. Never played a game for them. His childhood team. He gets traded in the Zinger trade. Now he gets a chance. He's on the buyout market. Go get him, Boston. What are you doing? Because they're also over the cap, so they can't go and get a dude who's got making more money than him, like Bertans or anybody. So go sort out Gallo. 
Otherwise, do any other buyout guys make any difference, Jim? Yeah, nah. A difference outside of Gallo, Dinwiddie, Lowry? Nah, I don't think so. Like, Bertans might not get bought out because he's got, like, a little thing next year. Seth Curry, I think they'll just be happy to have him on Charlotte. Fournier, I mean, he couldn't play for the Knicks and all they needed was shooting. Yeah, not great. Joey Harris, like, Detroit needed shooting and he couldn't get on the floor. Killing Hayes, I just don't see his skill set at this point of his career helping a team, like, make a difference. He'd be really good for San Antonio. Like, San Antonio should just go grab Hayes right now or... Maybe he's a backup there in OKC or something, perhaps. But, yeah, Killian Hayes, probably not going to move your needle. Corey Joseph, not really. Fucking Furkan, Corkmaz, Mook Morris, nah. Thad Young, maybe, just as, like, if somebody like Golden State snagged Thad Young, that's the only one that I could sort of see actually having, like, a moment or two. We're like, oh, shit. Matty O, good to see Matty O at the NFL Australia party yesterday. Greatest shooter of all time is no longer enough for Steph Curry. Yeah, nah. No longer enough. Clutches player. Yeah, nah. Greatest shooter. It's not enough. It's probably not enough. It doesn't give him enough credibility. Like four-time champion, one of the probably, what, top 12 players of all, 15 players of all time at this point, I reckon Curry would end up being. Yeah, I don't think it is enough. We need to figure out a new superlative for Steph Curry, Matty. That's a good call. Great. Like that game winner over the top of Phoenix, it, the problem is it just felt so inevitable. And like that's when you get to a point where you're like, oh, shit, this is like a, yeah, it's always going to keep happening. Dan D, Dan Drosha, Wemby, so much fun. Yeah, nah, this is his run to Rookie of the Year. Yeah, nah, yeah. This sucks because it's also a bit of my unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, this is Wemby just going, oh, yeah, now I've figured out how to play in the NBA. Watch out. And you're like, oh, shit. Now we're all in trouble. So that one game, this is like rookie of the year and stuff like that. It's all so, so narrative driven. And the fact that Wemby's playing 28 minutes a game and stuff like that and barely sort of, you know, doing much, whereas Chet's on a really good team. The Spurs is shit. Wemby keeps doing just insane shit like this, and he's going to win the Rookie of the Year, no problems. So, yeah. All right. How about Outback Takehouse? It's Tuesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. There's been a lot of thunderstorms around in Melbourne this afternoon, so I guess you get some rainbow lorikeet. Smoothies, that's right. Just chuck a couple of these rainbow lorikeets into a blender and away you go. They've already been basically knocked out of the sky by all the wind, so off you go. And I'll tell you what, if you want a couple of flash fried kookaburras as well, you're laughing with all the bloody, I don't know, what is it? Lightning around, so away we go. And it's only at Outback. And today's Flame Girl take is. The only way the Boston Celtics can win this year's NBA title is if they go and sign Danilo Gallinari. Not because he's really going to help them on the court, but because they need to fix their completely fucked basketball god karma. Simple as that. After fucking over Isaiah Thomas, Aaron Bangers Baines, and of course Gallo himself, this is the only way to right the universe for the Celtics. Only at Outback. To be honest, I basically just believe that, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just do the damn thing. All right, let's take a quick break. Be back with Australian Play Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill. 
and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. Uh, obviously, we lose Dyson Daniels from the Australian Player Watch for the foreseeable future. As three goes, you know, plays that Lakers game. He had seven points, one rebound, one assist, one block and a steal. Shot two or four, two of which were from downtown. Two or three from downtown for his seven points. And then out with a meniscus tear. That sucks. So finishes at least this portion of the season. Who knows if he'll be back this year. Don't know. Five and a half points a game, 3.7 rebounds, 2.6 assists. So Paul went out for Dyson. Hopefully he's back soon. As mentioned, though, meniscus is menisci. Obviously way better than doing an ACL, but it just depends on the severity of it. So we'll wait and see what the Pelicans say. Interesting for our, obviously, our Olympic hopes as well. Box Hill, Benny Simmons played against the San Antonio Banderas Spurs on Sunday. He had 13 points. That's right. His second uh, double-digit scoring game uh, since twenty the start of 2024. He had 10 points up against Utah in the end of Jan. Uh, back in October, he did have 10 and 11-point games. Coming very close to triple-doubles here. He had 13, 3, and 5 with two blocks and three steals against the Spurs. Crushed it. He went 6 or 7 from the floor. He also had a nice turnaround jump shot. It was absolutely beautiful. Shot it left-handed, which is weird. <laughs> but still, good job by Box L. Benny, you love to see it. Patty Thrills. Patty Mills didn't play in the Atlanta's, uh, Atlanta's uh, weekend games all today against the Bulls. So he was actually being listed as out with an illness. So hopefully Patty Thrills is okay. Uh, rock 'em, sock 'em, block 'em, drock 'em, Landale up against Patty and those self same Atlanta Hawks back on Sunday. Rock 'em, sock 'em, block 'em, drock 'em, Landale, the rooster had nine rebounds, two assists, and two points. He went 0 of 3 from the floor, but he hit both of his free throws. So, on your jock, good to see. That was his first game since uh, the 5th of Feb. And so, basically, he's playing once a week at this point. Thanks a lot, Ime Yudoka. It's a bit shit, but it is what it is. Josh, giddy, giddy up. Now, giddy could have been on the uh, spuds of the night earlier. I decided not to put him on there because it's just, I don't know, it just feels harsh. Three of 14, he went up against Dallas the other day. When he and Greeny went at it, he had 11 points, though. 11, 3, and 3 with a steal because he went 3 of 9 from downtown. So, not bad. You'd rather see him hit three threes than not. So, 11, 3, and 3. And then against the Kangs before the Super Bowl, he had five points, five rebounds, four assists as they kicked the crap out of the Kings. Shot two or six from the floor. One of three from downtown as well. He had the block in there, which is always good. So, good job by our man, Giddy Up, the Wheat Bix kid. Jingling Joe Ingles in that overtime game against Chicago. He went 0 of 2 in nine minutes, both of which were from three. So, he had two assists, zero points, and that was it for Jingles. Bit of a shame. Greeny. Josh Green was fantastic today, I'll tell you much, that much. But against uh, Giddy on Sunday, he had 6-2-2 two and two with two steals, 2-4 two of four from the floor, 0-1 oh from downtown as the Dallas Mavericks kicked a shit out of the thunder. And then today, he was fantastic today in this Washington game. In that comeback, he was really, really good. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, and 2 steals. 5-8 of eight from the floor, 1-3 of three from downtown. So he's averaging, over, he's averaging 9 points a game at the moment, which is good. But more importantly... His three-point percentage has bumped up over 40% now. 40.6. Love to see it. Love, love, love to see it. Also, just racking up steals. Love that. No Dante yet. He's uh, still been listed as out with uh, a knee. Hopefully, he's okay. 
What about Aussie Maddie T? That's right, Aussie Maddie T. They played on what was it? Sunday, the Blazers against the Pelicans. He was a Pelican, not a Pelican. He had seven points, two rebounds, and an assist with two steals because he's off weapon. And uh, two or six shooting from the floor, one of five from downtown for Matty T. And Duop set out the game before that. So, in terms of getting more Duop in our lives, uh, we also got no Duop in that game either. So, hopefully, he's okay. And in terms of like the Duop injury report, we are at a point where he's day to day is our man Duop. Is probable for the game against Minnesota tomorrow. So he's hoping the Duop comes back because we miss him, we love him. He's fan bloody tastic. He's Duop Reef. <laughs> he hasn't played for a week now. It's brutal. Come on, Duop. Let's go. Uh, and I think that's it. That's all the Aussies. Yeah, Boxer Benny, Giddy, Patty, Jock, Jingles, Greeny, Sexum, the Vacuum, Boo, Matty T, and Duop. All right, let's do a grow. What do we got? An Andrew Gay's Great Mummer Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Let's do that one. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Alright, clap it up. Obviously, Wemby. Absolutely ridiculous. You can start like slicing it any which way you want, but the last three players with a 25, 10, 5, and 10 block game. It's the Admiral, David Robinson, it's Hakeem, and it's Wemby. The only three dudes to do it in the last 40 years. Ralph Sampson did it just before then uh, in 1983, I reckon. And uh, we also saw Kareem do it in 1975. I don't know, though. That's pretty good company. It's also still so weird to me that they didn't track blocks and shit back in, like, the 60s until, like, what, 74 or whatever. Absolutely ridiculous. But either way, that's pretty bloody good. And the Suvlaki King. I just want to give him a little bit of uh, love because the Suva should be in the All-Star game, isn't. He's now got the most triple-doubles this year. 21-11-14 he had in the last game the Kings played. He's got 17, I think, this season. He's got four already this month. <laughs> He's crushing at the Suva. You love to see it. All right, what about a Patty Mills game day ball or game day Twitter check-in? Patty, I mean, as mentioned, he's sort of been sick, so let's see if he's uh, actually updated anything out there in terms of his socials. What do we reckon? Ball at Pat. AM, you are what you practice. Nothing else out of there. I think we also we have some good stuff from uh, Jock though. So yeah, there you go. One new post. Ten days, two countries, and he's misspelt countries. That Geelong grammar just really doing doing the world a good for apparently Jock Landau. <laughs> Ten days, two countries apostrophe RS. But all right, he's got the Houston Rockets basketball T-shirt looking good. I still swear, like he's. His vibe are like the slightly short pants and like the... just looks a bit odd. But still, looking good out there, Jock. Out there crushing it. Smooth. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How did you go on all the picks back from Friday show? Yeah. How did we go? I think it was okay. Today, with the head-to-heads, not so bad. Did obviously pick Denver and that just... Oh, the way they got... Absolutely straight kilt. Uh, you got straight kilt by the Bucks is pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, we did all right on the weekend against the line. I think we nailed the OKC pick as well and Boston. So 
Righto. Uh, tomorrow, though, we've got an absolute couple of crackers in here. We've got OKC at Orlando. This game is fantastic. I actually really don't mind Orlando at home uh, because, look, the Thunder, we've sort of seen them have like these weird little hiccup games every so often. Obviously, got smashed by Dallas the other day. But the way Orlando play, they're 17-7 and seven at home. It's like the third best record in the East at home. A lot of the game, like a lot of the West teams are really, really, really good at home as you'd expect from teams that are really, really, really good. But yeah, the fact that the Magic are 29 and 24, they're 17 and 7 at home. They're really good at covering the spread at home as well. So I think I'm going to go with the Orlando Magic men tomorrow and I'm going to feel pretty good about it. Plus three and a half. There you go. I will take that. I wouldn't mind it to be a little bit higher actually, but their record against the line at home there you go, 17-7 and seven against the line at home. That's their same head-to-head record. That's pretty weird. That is the second-best line record at home in the NBA. I will take Orlando Magic tomorrow. It should be a really good matchup. Franz Wagner, hello. Palo Bancaro. Just maybe, just maybe we'll see. But you got Jingles up against Giddy. That'll be fun too. Uh, right, other games. Orlando, I'm taking them plus... Two and a half, plus three and a half. There you go. Boston, eight and a half point favorites against Brooklyn tomorrow. I love the Celtics in this one. They just, it's a tough matchup for the uh, Nets, especially in Brooklyn. There'll be more Celtics fans there, speaking from experience. Having gone to six years worth of Nets home games, yeah, Boston is going to take that over. It's like Philly, the Knicks, Boston, Lakers. Weirdly enough, Utah always packed it out. Anyway, Boston minus eight and a half against the Nets. I just really like the fact that. Between Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, you're like, wow, they should have enough like perimeter talent to slow down the Celtics. Nope. Just never happens like that. They always run over the top of them. So even if you want to break this down, right, and sort of look at some of these, the last bunch of matchups that they've had, the way the Celtics play, especially if they've got an extreme zoomer meal out there, it's going to be pretty worrisome if you're the Nets because Brooklyn have won one of the last five between the two teams and have gotten absolutely smashed a bunch of the other ones, uh, including back in November twice where they lost by 10 and 14 points. So, yeah, I like the Celtics. Let's go. All right, what else? We've got Miami, Milwaukee. I'm taking the Bucks minus six and a half, even with the Bucks on a back-to-back. Uh, they got to sort of cruise in the back half of that Denver game and Miami are all banged up. So I'm going to take the Bucks. Sacramento Phoenix. This is a great, fun, weird matchup. I actually don't mind the Sacramento Kings. Fox has been a bit wonky of late, but I think that's a pretty tough matchup for our man's Booker and co. And the Kings had kicked the crap out of the uh, Suns a bunch of the last matchups. I think they've won four of the last five. Uh, So even though they lost on the weekend to the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think we can sort of maybe look at the Kings You've got the Suvlaki King putting up triple-doubles like they're going out of fashion. Him being matched up against Nurk feels pretty good. You've got Andrew Wiggins to throw on KD, maybe to see if he can slow him down. You've got uh, your man Keegs as well. I think the Kings can at least cover this one. I reckon this could be a really close one. I'm going to take the four and a half points for Sacramento. Portland take on Minnesota. The Wolves are currently playing still against the Clippers in an absolute dogfight of a game. So I think I'll take the Portland Trailblazers plus eight and a half at home. Even without doo-wop, <laughs> I like the Blazers to... I like the Blazers to just sneak by, like at least cover that eight and a half against Minnesota. 
with the Wolves on a back-to-back. Blazers just sneaking in there. And then Detroit, plus 11.5 against the Lakers. Detroit have randomly, out of nowhere, I think won four of their last 10 games. Not bad for a team that's won eight games all season, right? So Detroit, they beat Portland, they beat Sacramento. Feeling pretty good. No beef stew, which is a bit of a problem because I think he'd really love to put the hurt on this Lakers team. The Lakers did kick the shit out of them earlier in the season, but now that Jaden Ivey actually is like playing because Monty Williams has got his head out his ass, then we're good. The Pistons are actually 14 and 11 against the line on the road as well. 11 and a half. I'm going to take that against the Lakers. I think Ivy and Kay Cunningham, that'd be pretty fun. The Lakers, they're, you know, talking about Dinwiddie, if they're going to try to figure out how to fit him in before the All-Star break. I think their minds will be on other stuff. I like Detroit, plus 11 and a half. And there you go. That's it for today. A little bit of a different show today, obviously, without the game wraps. And it's a thing that, look, I don't want to be too just stuck on what we always do in NBA Australia, you know, wrapping every game and that sort of shit. As long as we're sort of covering all the teams, that's what I want to sort of do. But, yeah, with today being a bit of a shit show and having not done a show since Friday, it was uh, what we had to do, and that's fine. So we'll be back tomorrow. We'll wrap up all those games. We'll talk about anything else from these games today as well that sort of popped off, especially that Clippers-Wolves one. Uh, so that'll be fun. So make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, we're all over the socials. NFL Australia, we will have a Super Bowl rap show go up at some point. So make sure you subscribe to that because Gaz and I will be wrapping it all up. It's pretty fun. Check us a rating review on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you're using your Android phone. It really does help. Come on, rate, review it. I don't ask for much. In fact, I ask for very little. In fact, you could almost say I ask for nothing apart from that. Uh, get around nbaastraycom slash shop and get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, click on the socials or just go to that. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a coffee mug. Get a stubby holder. Do it. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out the new band as well, House Hats, as well as Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackalami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple Day on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. Uh, the voice is still a bit fucky, so we might save a deli review for tomorrow. Sound good? Good. All right. We'll catch you then, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And, actually, no, we can do a deli review. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Later, Hosanna! How the fuck ages? You're on my deli over here. Just swing a bar for the first time in a little while. Just got a bit of pop culture stuff to catch up on, eh? But I gotta tell you, finally got around to watching that Marvels movie, innit? The Marvels. Because the old mate, like, she was like, oh, fucking, I'm so sick of going to basketball games and shit and looking after the squid. You're fucking off gallivanting in the country, smashing dickheads with United and stuff. I just want to fucking sit here and watch, like, a superhero movie with some women's in it. I'm like, all right. Look, Sheila's a people too. It's fine, mate. So, yeah, look, no stresses on my behalf. And so we sat there and watched it, and you're like, yeah, this is pretty good. I don't know. Some people got bent out of shape and shit about it. It's like, fucking, what's their problem, dickhead? It's just like it's a fucking superhero movie, eh? It's like pretty gnarly. It's just as good as most of the other ones I've seen. So, yeah, I thought that, like, Ms. Marvel, she was pretty good from the telly show. I remember her. That telly show was pretty fun too. Like the young chick. And then you got, like, the other chick, Monica. 
That was pretty good. I'm like, fucking Monica, life from friends, fucking love Monica. And then you've got like Captain Marvel and shit. She's pretty good. Bear in mind her movie fucking a couple of years ago or whatever. What's her name? The Cheese. Yeah, Cheese Larson. That's right, Bree. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. But anyway, so look, I didn't mind the Marvels that much at all. I'd give it like 18 out of 10 deli ones. And if like you didn't fucking like it, like fine, whatever. I don't give a shit, but just fucking settle down, mate. All right, there you go. Go check it out. It's on, what's it on? Is it on the Netflixes? Nah, it's on the Disney, isn't it? Disney. So go check it out. All right, that's it for me. I'll catch you next time. Later, fuckers. Deli out.